You're listening to the premier home of motorsports for nearly two decades. The Race Central Radio Show. Drive. Start. Back on ESPN Radio 1600. Boogity, boogity, boogity. Let's go racing drivers. Unbelievable. It's going to be close right here at the line. He's got the inside. They touch once, twice. Oh, boy, here we go. This is going to be tight right here. Now, here is your host. One of the most respected motorsports voices in America, Motorsports Insider, Kurt Hansen. Well, here we go. It's at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. It is the premier home for motorsports. It is Race Central on the radio. After a week off, I am Motorsports Insider, Kurt Hansen. It is great to be with you on another Fast Friday. I'll be maybe um, certainly not a frigid Friday, but... Uh, I think the, uh, the the weather gods are taking a little break on us. Thank God it doesn't seem to be as hot as it was predicted. And I'm okay with that. But, hey, welcome to the program. we got to go in lined up for you, as we always do. Uh, STK Sid, the kid behind the glass, pushing all the buttons, making everything uh, work out just right. But um, a lot of stories to get to. And certainly, if uh, you are a drag racing fan, you still may be a little bit, well, maybe not in the ether, but in the... The Nitro Cloud, as uh, last weekend at the Mile High National, certainly was a a lot of fun. A little toasty on Sunday, no doubt about that. But a lot of good racing, and I spent the day, uh, most of Thursday, actually, with Matt Hagen and Leah Pruitt, and uh, uh, good to see so many people that uh, are again coming back into the sport or have just been kind of, uh, I hate to say, but maybe uh, maybe hibernating, but... uh, you know, it's uh, slowly getting back to business as usual, and it was good to see so many faces. And, uh, yeah, I have to tell you, um, after spending, and I've known Leah for about 18 years or so, so, and I've known Matt for, oh gosh, probably 10 or 12 or so. Um, and it's interesting because Matt Hagen last year was the, uh, the number one qualifier, and he joked a lot, if you saw him, on any of the local news hits or whatever, you know, he made jokes about always catching on fire up here on the mountain, and and uh, that was kind of a theme last year. Uh, and he didn't catch on fire, thank goodness, and he did win the race. But it's funny because I, I kind of told him I had a feeling the year before. I told Tommy Johnson Jr. that I had a feeling as TJ been to the mountain here so many times and never got away with the Wally. And uh, TJ got the win. It was a very popular win. And Matt, last year, it's the first time he's, again, hasn't burned up or blown up here on the mountain, got a win. And uh, we didn't really joust about that in our fun activities on the track with the with the Hemis, with he and Leah and stuff. But I, Matt was super confident because what they had done is taken – even though it's 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 a new team, he basically bought the team, the cars, everything in one big lump sum from Don Schumacher Racing, his former boss. Leah's different deal, much 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 different. But he did tell me that that they bought everything and they took that car, lock, stock, and you know, in a whiskey barrel. And stuck it away in the new shop at Tony Stewart Racing and basically told Matt, don't touch it. If you touch it, I'm going to cut you. And they brought that car out, basically nut and bolted it all over again. And took it to the provisional P1 on Friday night in a big, a big run. And I think, uh, and then he backed it up. Well, he 
nobody went faster, so he stayed P1. Uh, Leah went P1 on Friday night, but then got uh, nipped by Brittany Force on uh, on Saturday, which was surprising because it was it was a really weird Saturday. It was supposed to be really hot. Then the clouds came over, and then it sprinkled the rain a little bit off. And like it normally seems like it always does at the Mile High Nationals. So track conditions were incredibly tricky. And I think even though Leah went faster than her provisional P1 on Friday night, she, Brittany went even faster. Brittany laid a lap down. But they both kind of hit a window because we did have um, a little bit of delays here and there. And they both got a good window. Maybe even Brittany a little bit better. So, you know, uh, so here we go. And, uh, boy, a really good weekend of racing, I must say. A lot of fun. How do you not like being on the mountain? Um, Albeit, it seems like no matter what, and it is kind of a running joke, no matter what the weather is leading up to the Mile High Nationals, just kind of being hot. It's just kind of the way it is. And I had friends up there and clients, and and we were having a good time. Uh, Thank you again to Antron Brown and Justin Ashley and Elon Warner. We had wonderful meals and accommodations in the uh, Matco and Phillips Connect uh, hospitality area. I must say, some of the best uh, pulled pork I've ever had. Their executive chef, chef, I'll catch up, chef. Is uh, really, 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 really good. But it was it was a lot of fun. I decided not to go on Sunday because I saw the weather forecast, and after being up there for three days, and boy, I'm glad I didn't because it was it was hotter than Hades, and you could even see in the terrific uh, coverage by Fox. I mean, they've they've really stepped that that deal up. They just won a bunch of awards too, which uh, kudos to them. And uh, nobody in the stands. I mean, if it's 100 degrees ambient with all that concrete around there and how it sits in, in the little valley below the hogback, it feels like it's 125 degrees. And there, there's no relief from the sun whatsoever. So a little disappointed that, uh, but it always went the fans. It's not the track's fault. It's not the NHRA's fault. It's not the fans' fault. It's just damn hot. But a really good uh, weekend of racing and and. A lot of rumors flying around about what uh, could be happening up there, what will happen. It's just, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff floating around. We, we keep our fingers crossed. I uh, certainly would hate to lose, you know, one of the best stops in the tour for the National Hot Rod Association. Um, it's, it's, it's iconic. It, it's, I was here in 2002, uh, right after I met my now wife of a long time. I'll just leave it at that. And I was doing some announcing, and I remember sitting in the parking lot and looking up at the hogback and looking up at the racetrack. This is, as I say, 2002. Looking around going, you know, maybe someday this will be my home. And at the end of every weekend, and I've never missed one, I go basically back to that almost same spot in the parking lot, down low, down by C-470. I look up the mountain, I look up at the hogback, and I look up and I go, I can't believe I've been here this long, which is uh, it's really exciting. And to see the respect given, you know, our program and to me and it's 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 just, uh, you know, a lot of worms have turned in the past 22 years that I've been doing this stuff. And there's, you know, 
some of the the long timers that are such wonderful people. Uh, I'm not going to go into a name thing, but that have been at it so professionally and done, done such a great job for so long. But it, it really is interesting. You walk in the media center, and I recognize a few people, and then I harken back to that year in 2002, and uh, it's. I, I had, took a moment to reflect. It, it was a pretty special weekend. So a lot of good drag racing, uh, NHRA. Uh, there in Sonoma this weekend, my home track in the uh, in the, the rolling hills of Napa, California. Well, not so much Napa, but Sonoma, right next to Napa, Napa, Sonoma, Sonoma, Napa, whatever you want, you know, whatever you want to call it. But uh, in the, on the fringe of the wine country, uh, well, I mean, Andretti Winery is literally a you know a Tiger Woods uh, driver shot uh, from the uh, from the pits. But it uh, it's going to be interesting because we saw some big numbers last weekend. But as the cars go back now to sea level, and one of the things about Sonoma, because it's literally uh, the bay, the, the Richardson Bay, uh, San Pablo Bay is right there. So they get that cool. And there's been many mornings as I've, you know, grew up at that racetrack, uh, much like Laguna Seca, and gone for testing or race weekends or whatever. And there's been a thick, thick layer of fog just laying right down top of the racetrack. Uh, you know, it's too thick. You can't. Can't run, obviously, but that cool, dense air, these fire-breathing monsters love that cool, dense air. And based on what I saw last weekend, because this is essentially a throwaway race, there's nothing about the tune-up, about the car, about what you're doing here that translates to Sonoma, except maybe the energy or the momentum of winning the first leg of the Western Swing. Now, the Western Swing, the swing as we call it, is critical. There have been many championship runs, either won or lost, in the Western Swing. It's pretty cool. Uh, the Swing started off, of course, last weekend here at Bandyburn, and they, they go to Sonoma. That's the, uh, the 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 white creamy part of the Oreo cookie right there. And then they go back to Pacific Raceways in, in uh, Seattle, which I believe they've missed two years in Seattle for a whole bunch of different reasons, a pandemic being part of it. But uh, SIR, as we know it, Seattle International Raceway, uh, was sold now specific raceways right in Kent, Washington. A beautiful, beautiful facility, also known for big numbers because of cool, dense, off-the-ocean air. What can I say? Also, a lot of big stories in the world of NASCAR, IndyCar. I mean, it is a cornucopia of silly season out there, and I promise you, uh, we're going to break it all down for you. We've got a great show lined up with uh, for you. And our good friend Lee Spencer from RacingBoys.com will join us. Uh, last time she was on, we talked about the, the, the coolest and freshest and good story in NASCAR was the Ross Chastain story. It continues to be that, albeit now uh, a lot of threats of a lot of fisticuffs and some great NASCAR president audio on NASCAR going to race in the streets of Chicago. We'll get to that next. Keep it locked right here. It's RaceCentralMedia.com. I want to drive. Get the car off the trailer. Now, back to one of the most respected voices in motorsports. Your host, Kurt Hansen. Uh, it's about a quarter after the hour, or as close as we can get to it. It is the premier home for motorsports. It is. The Race Central on the radio show, 3 to 5. It's The Drive. What we do... Uh, 
every Friday right here. Well, unless I am out uh, gallivanting amongst the nitro fumes. Uh, great weekend last week on the mountain, uh, the Mile High Nationals. Just 362 days, I guess. Uh, my math's not very good. It's why I talk for a living. But until uh, next year's uh, event, um, and a lot, a, lot of, a lot of big stories over the past week. Uh, by the way, we're brought to you by our good friends at Coyote Motorsports. A short drive up I-25. I had an opportunity to ride the new CF Moto motorcycle. Wicked. I mean, this thing's like five, six, seven grand, depending on which one you get and all the toys. Zero percent financing. It's just, it, it, when, I, when I looked at it, I just, I mean, I've seen the pictures and I've seen the video clip that we run in Race Central TV, which, by the way, you can see on Denver Comcast. You can also easily find it at the website that makes you a smarter and better motorsports fan. That would be racecentralmedia.com. Visit the website, all kinds of new audio and video up there, the latest TV show, uh, just some really good stuff uh, at racecentralmedia.com. But uh, it's uh, Sydney, I lost my train of thought. What was I talking about? Help me out here. Sid the kid, she wasn't paying attention either. Chicago. Chicago. Well, I was getting there. God, that's a great band, by the way. Do you know who they are? Have you ever heard of them? No. No. It's what happens when you're you're young and pretty and uh, a great uh, radio uh, producer and doing a very, very nice job on the TV show. But have you ever heard of Madonna? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. We're, at least we're getting, making some progress there. How about uh, James Taylor? Yeah. Okay, good. We're getting there. All right. Two out of three. Eight, two out of three. Eight, actually, that was a song. Two out of three ain't bad. But I, I forget who did it. Uh, somebody called 303-844-3776. Help me out. Who did that song? If uh, you can... Uh, uh, activate my gray matter will say something nice about you. Uh, oh, but by the way, the conversation I had at the end of the show two weeks ago about e-racing and that good stuff, and I forget, I think it was Chuck, I'm not sure, I forget the caller's name, but real intelligent guy. And man, did I get a lot of, uh, I mean, nobody took exception uh, with what I was saying, but a lot of great comments on Twitter at Recentral, by the way. Uh, or if you want to email me, uh, the, the link is on the website, racecentralmedia.com. It, or you can call. But it, it just got some people riled up, and there's some breaking stories as of late about uh, e-racing. They had a race in New York. Well, I guess it's a race. It's an exhibition, per se, in New York. But uh, big story this weekend, and I have to say, and I've had this conversation with many friends and clients. What NASCAR accomplished over the the very short, quote-unquote, off-season, especially coming out of the pandemic, they started thinking outside the box. The new car looks great, sounds great. They created the Clash, which was monstrous. I mean, they are still, the the ripple effect of that lake or on that lake is still continuing now, which is why they announced they're going back next year. Bully for them. Great move. And then this week they announced that they are going to go race in the streets of Chicago, much like the IndyCars in Long Beach or Toronto. This is brilliant. I actually had somebody email me and say, oh, are they racing in Chicago next week? And I'm like, are you kidding me? No. But they will next year. And this is absolutely a brilliant move. Chicago, right in the middle of the country, so anybody can get there. 
Chicago has the the Provence and the ability to race down on the water in front of Navy Pier, the history. This could it will be bigger than the clash. But it's a brilliant move. And the announcement made this week, I think it's just it's again, again a sign that these guys are starting to really think outside the box, which is why the TV numbers and attendance numbers have started to come bl- back up big time and blow through the roof. But uh, the big boss, Ben Kennedy, over there talks about NASCAR going to Chicago in 2023. NASCAR is going street racing. Yes. On July 2nd of 2023, the Cup Series will race on the 2.2 mile street course in downtown Chicago. It'll be the first ever street course race for the series. We got 12 turns with this one that will go through the famed Grant Park. Our Bob Pockers did confirm with Ben Kennedy that this race will replace the event at Road America next season. Let's hear some more from Ben. If you look at our schedules over the past couple of years, we've made a lot of bold changes. We went to L.A. Coliseum earlier this year. Um, new tracks went to Worldwide Technology Raceway about a month or so ago. But you know, I'd say of all the changes, this is our boldest change as a schedule. Um, you know, we've said, and it's been pretty synonymous when we announce the schedules, uh, that we want to be bold and innovative as we think about new venues and new concepts that we're going to. Um, this is number one on the list for us right now. This is monumental for our sport. Um, you know, there's a lot of unknowns, and, and if you've been following my journey for the last little bit, I've always said the unknowns is what excite me. It excites me, and so I don't know what to expect going into this deal. I know that these guys got a lot of work to do, and the city <laughs> does too to get it ready. You know, we talk about how representation matters, and I think exposing this sport to this area downtown with so much to do around while the race is going on is is super important. So you're going to get that next Bubba Wallace that's sitting in the stands like I was when I was nine years old to be like, hey, I want to do this one day. And, Bob, you heard it right there. They want to be bold. They want to push the envelope. Something like this is exactly that. What is your reaction when you heard about the street course race? Yeah, where were they at 20 years ago? (laughs) We were the same thing every weekend. So, yeah, obviously with Ben Kennedy and and this whole strategy and and what they're doing, you know, has come about the past few years. I mean, they're making this happen, and we can't just say enough about how how bold this is. I mean, this is really something new. These cars on a street course is going to be so amazing. I know we've talked a little Mm -hmm. bit about we've been able to go to a street course here and there over the past few years and I think it's a great great venues and I think that these cars as long as the tracks wide enough is going to be able to go out there and put on a great race uh, but again the schedule uh, what Ben and them are doing the Coliseum we can talk about it we will talk about it for an hour here but all that stuff I mean it's just so much different than what we've been used to for yeah. so many years before I love the fact they're reaching new fans fans are going to they will they'll, they would have never drove to anywhere outside of their city to go watch a NASCAR race or go to watch the NASCAR racing. So I'm excited about that. I can't wait to see it. I think the exposure is just awesome. Yeah. I mean, obviously, a huge sports town. Um, I'm from Rockford, Illinois, so it's kind of kind of close and personal for me. I think it's really awesome. Um, you know, we used to race in Chicagoland, so that was always cool for me to go up there. Unfortunately, never won. But, uh, you know, racing in the streets of Chicago, going around the fountain as part of the racetrack, being right there on Lakeshore Drive, you know, you're going to have boats in the water. You're going to have fanfare. There's going to be so much for people to do. The fireworks are going to have to be amazing. I can yeah. promise you that. That show. Gonna it's going to be a really fun racetrack, and it's going to be challenging for everybody because it's new. It's a completely different type of racetrack than we've ever actually raced on. 
Yeah, and Bobby, I know you actually have been on the course already. Well, yep. sort of. You did a little <laughs> eye racing on the streets of Chicago this morning, right? Yeah, fortunately, Steve Myers, we got kind of got a credit deal. We, we, I bought the track this morning. I wanted <laughs> to get a few track. laps in. And, you know, on the eye racing, they did this a couple years ago yeah. during, the, during the pandemic, so uh, when uh, Fox was doing this. So, really, I, I kind of, I don't know that I got to run that race. I think I got kicked out before that. But, yeah, I went out there this morning, <laughs> run a few laps, and it's just a diagram that they sent this morning that I saw this, to announce this. I was like, I wonder if it's the same thing, and it is. So, you know, obviously, Chad, I've got a few laps in it right now. I can help you out a little bit on a few things. But in reality, I mean, it's, it's going to be tricky. It's going to be tough. The things I look at is like, where's how much rubber can you put down? There is going to be IMSA race there on Saturday, different type of rubber. So challenge, challenge, challenge. And trying to get long straightaways, tight corners. Long straightaways, tight corners, <laughs> over some water. But the skyline's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Yeah. I mean, you look at this right here. One of the first things I pick out, what we would call a backwards pit stop. Pit road goes the other mm. way. So that's yep. going to be a challenge for the pit crews just right out of the gate. Yep. New environment, new pit road, all that's going to be unique. But, man, these long straightaways. Okay, we go into tight turn one. Man, we're coming in some long straightaways. Let me just say it again, right? <laughs> what he said. Gonna, yeah. wait, wait, tight corner. Yeah. Wait. Oh, long, long straightaway straight again, right? A lot so, of shifting. Right. There's going to be a lot yeah. of shifting. Yeah. And the balancing of, of how you attack this racetrack is going to be really unique, right? It's going to be difficult because you got to take and uh, maximize your downforce. You're going to have to be speed-related, so you got to watch your drag. It's going to be a lot of fun to go here and race. I mean, look at the look at the trees and the skyline. I mean, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, could, I mean, you talk about the challenges. All I see is just that beautiful, beautiful sky. <laughs> Line. Everything looks incredible. So I love that they're pushing the boundaries, and uh, and this should be pretty cool for that next year. What's next? Yeah. yeah. Right? Okay. I mean, what 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 is Ben Kennedy thinking about yeah. tonight? He's like, okay, what are we going to do? Yeah, right, right, you know, right. Like, how, wonder, what in the world? Right. Yeah, you awesome. wonder what's going on in that brain of his that yeah. makes what the next. This is the 75th year is next year, right? Yeah. So what a great way to do this and uh, on uh, celebrate the July 4th weekend. Good stuff right there. What can I tell you? Uh, yeah, we'll. Uh, Break down more of the street race in Chicago. Uh, I've also got a little story about Nashville. And where's Waldo? Kyle Bush, Kurt Bush, where's the Waldos? All good stuff right there. We'll talk about that when we come back. It's racecentralmedia.com. It's uh, Race Central The Drive from 3 to 5. And back after this. I think we can't go down here, don't we? You want to go to the bathroom before you go up? That's about 31 minutes after the hour. It is Race Central. It's the drive from 3 to 5. I'm Motorsports Insider Kurt Hansen. Great to be back uh, with you on a Fast Friday here in the Mile High after a well a really fast weekend last weekend at the Mile High Nationals. Uh, she is uh, always a very favorite guest and a great guest, uh, Racing Boys Scoop writer, uh, the omnipresent Lee Spencer. Lisa, are you in Vancouver, British Columbia, or Vancouver, Washington? Hello? I'm in Vancouver, uh Vancouver, Canada. You are. What are you covering, like CASCAR, the, Na- the Canadian NASCAR League or something? No, I just got off a cruise from Alaska. I'm working oh. ready to go up, a, go up on a, uh, a, a, a chalet up to Gorris Mountain. 
Oh, my goodness. Well, well he, we won't keep you too long then. That's uh, nice that you it's certainly well-deserved little, little vacation there. But So last time we talked to you, the big story and kind of the, the feel-good story of the year was Ross Chastain. It, uh, it, it seems it's still a, a story, but for a lot of different reasons. I'm sorry. One more time, you're breaking up. Oh, that's, I was just saying, no. It, I mean, last time we talked to you, the big story, the feel-good story was Ross Chastain. It's still a story, but right. uh, the, the lean has changed a little bit now. He's, uh, you know, he's got a few people ruffled up. Oh, he does have people, you know, ruffled up, including Denny Hamlin. And, you know, not somebody you really want to have on your side. You saw a little bit of payback from Denny um, at Gateway, and then again last week. And I mean, any time that they get together, you you can expect sparks to fly because then he's just not going to take any of the nonsense. I mean, he's not going to do anything to put himself in a precarious position. But um, you know, on the other side of that, he's he's certainly not going to be a, a doormat for Ross Chastain or anyone else. No, no doubt about that. I, I what do you? What's your gut feeling about? Uh, that, uh, t- at least to me, because I'm not as embedded as you are. I mean, you're there almost every weekend. But w- was a Tyler Reddick thing a surprise? Oh, absolutely. I think it took, you know, I think it surprised a, a lot of the media. Um, they kept it very hush-hush. I mean, even the teams weren't told until the very morning but, uh, before that. And they knew once the teams found out, it wasn't going to be quiet for long. And, that's why they waited to tell people. And, you know, he had just signed an extension the week before when we were at Road America. We were all asking him about it, and he had just gotten the extension done, and then boom. And, um, you know, understandably, he's one of the most talented guys in there. And if you had a mentor like Kurt Bush, you know, very similar to what Bubba, has experienced, Bubba Wallace has experienced um, this year, somebody with Kurt to mentor Reddick on more of the fine points, because let's face it, um, you know, Austin Dillon's really not the guy you want to uh, turn to when it comes to being the guy that, you know, tells you this, that, or the other when he only has a, a, a few wins, you know, um, on his own. And so I, I think that when you have a situation, um, you know, certainly when you have a situation like um you know, where Kurt Bush could be the guy that kind of gets him up to speed, helps him with the nuances. Um, it would certainly expedite his learning curve because the guy has all the speed in the world. It's not just about having speed, right? It's about putting all the pieces together and, and being fast and, and able to, um, you know, just able to be able to, <laughs> to, to put all the pieces together to win. And, and yes, he won at Road America, but he should be running up front on a more consistent basis than he is. What, I mean, if Kurt, because he made these, uh, you know, overtones last year that he may retire, they're, they're still floating around out there. If Kurt retires, or, I mean, is, is Kurt just uh, saying that to maybe get some more money or whatever because of if, what you just spoke to? But if Kurt oh, no, did- no, 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 absolutely not. Um, I think next year, you know, he's going to race next year. Have no doubt about Good. that. Good and- to hear it. He will race for as long as he feels comfortable. I mean, he had all kinds of options last time before he took this ride. You know, one was being a test driver. One was being a mentor to other, you know, other people. And, um, you know, most recently, it, it was just taking this. And this allows him to, to remain competitive, which is what he's doing now, right? And so that's, you know, I think that that's what... Um, he's kind of set his mind on is, is just doing what makes him happy. I mean, you know, he's, 
he's gone through a divorce, um, you know, this year. Um, so there's been a little upheaval, but I, I don't see him wanting to stop and do anything but race or, you know, in the future work in a role where he, um, you know, mentors other drivers, tests for, you know, different teams. Um, but as long as he's competitive, and he is, as we've, you know, seen a recent, um, I think he's going to stay behind the wheel. And as Denny Hamlin said when they had a press conference, uh, you know, Kurt can drive for us as long as he wants to. Well, that's good to hear because, boy, that uh, Tyler Reddick, uh, I put him on the Ross Chastain, uh, you know, level, uh, super, super talented kid. Um, I just wonder what kind of equipment he's going to get from Childress for the rest of the year, though. Oh, Lee, do we sorry, lose you? One more time. No, I'm just, I, I, you know, I put I put uh, Tyler Reddick and, and Ross Chastain kind of on that that same level as the hot up and comers, but uh, he hasn't had quite the luck that that Ross has had. But I wonder, I mean, what kind of equipment is he going to get from from Richard for the rest here? Because I've heard Richard is, I mean, fit to be tied. Oh, well, he is, and you know, it, it would not surprise me if he fits him out. I mean, it's just a matter of what he, you know, what he decides to do and. Um, you know, he's had his moments where he can be extremely vindictive and, and, you know, I would not put that past him. Um, you know, my, I, I have heard a number of things as far as could, you know, Kyle be Bush be a guy that, that they go after with Kyle's contract being up in the air. Uh, do they have the kind of money that it would take to lure him over there? I mean, you know, I really believe that, a Gene Haas, you know, you're going to have the vacancy with the 10 with Eric Almarola retiring. Um, you know, there, there's certainly, Gene could certainly take in the money to make that deal work, right? Um, so that's, you know, that's, that's, uh, I think Richard has options if he wants to be vindictive. Well, and, and, and I mean, you know, the, the Toyota people have come right out and said, hey, look, if, uh, you know, it's bottom of the seventh, we should have this thing all buttoned up a long time ago. But uh, the pressure's on, and Toyota definitely wants him to, to retire, uh, you know, with, with, with Joe Gibbs Racing in, in a Toyota. But uh, we'll certainly see. Lee, I, I, I really appreciate it. I know we've interrupted you during your holiday. Have a, I've been up top of Mount uh, Gross Mountain many times. Vancouver, British Columbia is absolutely beautiful have a great time and we look at catching up with you real soon but have a great weekend we always appreciate lee coming on it's a racing boys scoop racingboys.com uh, featuring lee spencer lee have a great weekend thanks so much for the time and uh, tilt a martini for me thanks guys all right <laughs> wow i guess that that the canadian border interferes with uh, cellular connections but uh yeah that was really nice of lee to take some time i, I didn't know she was in the middle she sent me a text this morning and said hey uh I, i'm available if you want me to jump on i'm in vancouver and the first thing i thought was yeah vancouver i lived uh actually on vancouver island uh a couple summers but Beautiful place, rains all the time. Uh, you know, great skiing, but it is what it is. I remember skiing at Whistler when it was a dirt parking lot, one gondola, and two chairlifts, and that was it. Uh, actually, no, they had a BP store that charged like 10 times retail for everything, and that's where we ate all the time. Yeah, good to grow up in Canada. Anyway, uh, thanks to Lee Spencer. It is Race Central on the radio. I'm Motorsports Insider Kurt Hansen. Reminder, the uh, Race Central, not your average car show, car show, August 6th, uh, Total Beverage in Westminster. Uh, for more information, uh, go to uh, TotalBev.com or their Facebook page. There's still some VIP registrations available if you want to show your car and get the VIP gift pack registration ends on Sunday. I'm the Insider, uh, Sid the Kid Behind the Glass. Thanks, Lee Spencer. And we're back after this. 
Welcome back to the premier home for motorsports for two decades. The Blowtorch for Motorsports on Race Central Radio. It fires me up, man. On ESPN Radio AM 1600 with award-winning host, Kurt Hansen. That's about 43 minutes after the hour. Great to be back with you. It is Race Central. It's the drive from 3 to 5. Also, the podcast, the wildly popular podcast up on uh, FM. Is it, is it on FM 1043thefan.com or is it on denversportsfan.com? Denverfan.com. That's what I thought. Uh, somebody told me that last week, and I, 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 you know, I'm old. Denver fan. I'm making a note.com. Okay. Uh, my gray matter should be able to uh, comprehend all that. But uh, interesting to, uh, you could tell that, and I've, I've skied on uh, uh, Gross Mountain. It's re- basically, it's a ski resort. It's almost in downtown Vancouver. It's really interesting. You can go from downtown, you drive about 15 minutes to the edge of town, and there it is. And uh, uh, it's not a long season on grouse, even though it does it does rain and snow. And grouse is is pretty tall. I don't know how how high uh, Grouse Mountain is, and I'm I'm, I'm you know don't care. But um, uh, it's pretty convenient because literally you can drive from your hotel and be skiing in like you know twenty minutes, thirty minutes, which is pretty cool. But it is it, it's blustery there. The weather is. It's a spectacularly beautiful place, but there's a reason why it's so green all the time. Because it rains. But if you can hit, uh, as you come from downtown, if you're driving up the uh, British Columbia Highway to go to, to Whistler, and you come through Stanley Park, which is one of the most beautiful, and the botan- botanical gardens there, I mean, it's it's mind blowing. I mean, even with, first time I went there as a, as a kid, going to train at, at Whistler in the summer uh, for ski racing, and I was maybe ten years old, and I'm, I'm on this bus with a bunch of other kids going there to you know go to summer camp, training camp, and even I could appreciate it at ten years old, just going wow, and then it just opens up like a curtain, you know, at a stage, and there you are, coming onto Lionsgate to the bridge, that is really high. And it seems like you're on the bridge forever, and then you look out at the ocean on your left and the Vancouver Harbor on your right. It's pretty darn breathtaking. But it might have been a little blustery up there today. But I appreciate Lee coming on. Uh, it's interesting because there's a lot of uh, Kurt Busch uh, stories going out there. Yeah, he's he's going uh, through divorce, which is – it's that's sad. It's hard. Um but uh, the the guy can still he, he is still still a wheel man. I kid thee not. And he and I became pretty good friends when he was here for the short time with uh, Furniture Row. He's he's uh, he's definitely had. He might be a person to write a book. He's definitely had a very interesting up and down life. I mean, the the first uh, well. The girlfriend of years ago when he was here with Furniture Row, who supposedly was a CIA agent and then, you know, got in trouble for fraud for the, you know, charities she had. I mean, just, wow. Uh, you know, it's uh, interesting individuals attract in- interesting I- individuals. So, but the the Denny Hamlin thing with Ross Chastain, I'm not going to get into right now, but it is interesting that with the help of his good friend Michael Jordan, they really are building something over there. Now, I mean, let's just let's just say it the way it is. Uh, Kurt still has a lot of a lot of a lot of pop in the tank. 
Uh, there's no doubt. I mean, as I say, Tyler Reddick, I put it at the beginning of the year right there on the Ross Chastain level of these guys are going to win a bunch of races. And Tyler should have won one, well, not long ago, I I believe. Uh, oh, boy, it's right at the end of my tongue. He got turned by oh, Chase Briscoe, I think. I, it's, this has been six, seven weeks ago at least. Um, so he should have got a, a win. Uh, back then, but uh, you know, this this kid has tremendous talent. So when you think about it, you kind of got Bubba Wallace there in the middle. You know, he's not a newbie, but he's not an old guy, and he is getting better. Uh, he's also part of the the footprint of that team in regards to you know the whole diversity program and stuff, which I totally get. Bubba's a good driver. He's getting better under the tutelage of Kurt Busch, and now you bring in Mister Badass Tyler Reddick. Wow. So basically, they've they've they got the 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 bookends. They got the the the, the grizzly wily veteran. Then you got Bubba Wallace, who's getting better, and then you got the hot shoe Tyler Reddick. I hate to say this, but I think Tyler Reddick in that deal very quickly could become the number one driver. The guy just has so much raw talent. I, I don't know how Bubba Wallace is going to run him, and he might give Kurt um, you know a run for the money. But I also am concerned. Because I have heard through my minions and Lee verified it, Richard Childress is pissed. I mean, chair throwing, pissed. And when Lee said he might sit him down, wow, that is, that is, I've not heard that. I mean, if you really want to stick it to a guy, Make him complete his contract and give him junk. I mean, just to where he's running around 21st, 22nd, driving a POS. I've seen it. It's been done before. That would be interesting. We'll see. Uh, But I sit him down. Wow. We still got time for this audio there, SDK. Okay. So. Since I'm into this rant, and as you know, I'm not a big Denny Hamlin fan, but he's doing some things I, I, I can kind of get with. But uh, let's hear from Denny Hamlin on uh, the process, the CIA process of pursuing Tyler Reddick right here, right now. Uh, it's exciting. Obviously, uh, you know, Tyler will be joining the 2311 and Toyota family starting in 2024. Um, this is a uh, these. Conversation started a long time ago, just very casual in the sense of really Tyler reaching out when we started the team uh, saying, love what you're doing. Like, you know, it, it looks like you guys are really, uh, you know, pushing the limits and doing things a little differently. And it's good to see. And it's from that point, you just start some conversations. And obviously, uh, I've believed in his talents for a very long time. And uh, after a while, I realized that, you know, uh, I started asking those kind of important questions about uh, his future. And then I asked, obviously, uh, permission from the OEM that, uh, can I pursue this individual? And, and they wholeheartedly uh, agreed that this is a good direction for us. I, I, I watched him. Uh, I raced against him. Uh, I wanted him, and I got him. And I didn't know anything else <laughs> that goes along with that, right? And, and, and I honestly... There's no hidden secrets here. We do not know uh, who the sponsor will be. We do not know what car it is. It's all we know is we wanted them, and and we made sure we we planted our feet uh, deep in the ground to make sure that uh, Tyler was 
had an opportunity with this race team, and uh, we made it happen. Interesting stuff. Uh, Denny Hamlin sounding very much like team owner manager Denny Hamlin, not the well, the well, the goofy guy he can be, which is why I've coined him for years, Denny Ham Sandwich. But he sounds very methodical and very um, focused and and very managerial uh, uh, in his comments about chasing uh, Tyler Reddick. And this sounds like they have a plan. Obviously, you definitely targeted your guy and went after him. I mean, you don't know what number he's going to drive. You know who the sponsor is going to be. Now, having said that, that's what they have to say. But I guarantee once this thing got down to, to, to pen on paper, phone calls were being made literally as the final dot on the contract, just like that, were being inked. There was people on the phone saying, okay, we got him. He's secured. Um, and it is not – it's just the way the sport works. I mean, the best sponsor to get is someone else's. They already sold the product. They already liked the idea of being involved. And now you just offer a better platform and a more value add and, and more stuff. Uh, you know, it's just another layer on the cake. So it's interesting. Well, it would be interesting to see who the sponsors are because I have a feeling that some of them maybe maybe. uh Former uh, RCR sponsors, it, it happens very much that way. The the Kyle Busch story, I don't know. You know, he's he's another wing nut. Uh, he could be playing this out in the in the media. Uh, you did hear Lee Spencer say that no doubt. I mean, one hundred percent, Kurt Busch was coming back. Having said that, a story just popped up that I'm I'm trying to kind of eyeball right now that. Um, I don't know, could put a different lean on it. I mean, it's a, it's a very fluid situation. You know, like someone says, oh, is that your boyfriend? It's a, or it's, it's a complicated situation. Or it's fluid. Right. Um, it's one thing about the world of, you know, uh, whether it's stick and ball, whether it's motorsports, whatever it may be, it's always a fluid situation. It's always a deal that's going to happen. How many times, I mean, have you heard it and then... You know, things it goes dark. It's just um, it's the other the other side of the sport that I love so much and participated in. It's still participating, but it's it's the same old deal. I, I just I think I'm excited. I'm excited for the rest of this season and the you know the rundown of the championship. Just a little tidbit there. I may be doing uh, as we did almost every year for decades uh, season ending NASCAR party. Uh, probably stay tuned to uh, our Twitter handle which is at Race Central or uh, yeah, the, the Facebook page. Facebook slash Kurt Hansen or Facebook slash Kurt Hansen's Race Central Media or television blah 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 blah. Again August 6th it's the Race Central a Total Beverage uh classic and custom car show you can get more information you can still register it closes at the end of the day on sunday on their facebook page or on the website if you want to show your car i believe there's still vip credentials and gifts and packages available check it all out right there we'll be there with the tv cameras rolling should be a lot of fun it is race central on the radio it's the drive i'm motorsports insider kurt hansen after the top of the hour i will break down uh What's going on in Iowa right now? And it, it kind of has to do with corn, but it also has to do with it sweltering hot. And I'll get to that story after the top of the hour. It's Ray Central on the radio. Hour number one in the books. And we're back after this. <laughs> 